Welcome to another episode of the Overflow Podcast, formerly the Christ Sees You Podcast. My name is Ian Warner, and I am community pastor here at Cottage Grove Church. And uh, we got a doozy. Uh, I'm here with my man, Roger. Um, so, you know, as always, I always start off with, you know, why I brought this, brought this guest on. And I met uh, Roger through someone in my connection group who works for Des Moines Public. Uh, she introduced me to one of the Swahili translators and he needed to, um, yeah, one of his students over at Hoover, um, he just wanted to connect him with more people in the community and thought I would be a good person to connect him with. So I went over to Hoover and got with him and yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much of it on, but you know, his story is just, uh, it's fascinating. It's inspiring. Um, he's come a long way, been through a lot. Um, so I just wanted to, yeah, get him on. And so as always, so people can learn from someone with a, a different perspective who's just been through, through different things in life, but still um, impacted by the, the love of Jesus Christ. So um, Roger, thanks for hopping on, man. Yep. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. So first things first. Um, well, oh, 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 another thing I got to say, Roger is the one who edits this podcast. Um, he's the one who puts it all together, puts the the, the intro music and the, the outro on and just, uh, chops things up if they're if things need to be cut up usually they don't but if if, the, if it does happen he, he does that for us so um yeah just thanks so much for for the work you do with that Yo, thank you so much so okay first things first i just want to give you a chance to just talk about just your story like you born and raised in tanzania right yep and now you live in des moines iowa in the midwest uh how did that how did all that go down um so in tanzania like People look like me, albino stuff. They get killed. Like people think like their money and stuff. So like I wasn't go around like you know working with my friends, something like that. Like far away from my house, I was just like working around close to my house, so that way I don't get like killed and stuff. So when we moved here, I felt safe because like here nobody like really care. If you like albino, they'll kill you. you no, know, it's just cool. So I was like, all right, I'm safe here. And I got here in America in 2016. Uh, we got, we was in Atlanta, Georgia. And then 2019, we moved here in Des Moines. Talk a little bit more about the, because I, I think that's, that's news to a lot of people. Like, so for me, when it comes to albinos, one thing I learned about you is that albinos can go blind. As they get older, um, and that—that's something I didn't know. But I did know about um, albinos essentially being hunted down. And in your country, it has the highest population of albinos in anywhere in the world. Um, so, why is it that people want to kill albino people? Uh, like a lot of people would really think like. Uh, if you have like a albino finger, hair and stuff, they think they will be rich uh, from like a witch doctor and stuff. Mm. Yeah, they would tell him like, hey, if you bring me an albino finger or hair, you will be rich. So people that kill albino for that think they will be rich. So it, wow. Uh, so it's all about the love of money, essentially. People, um, Wow, man. And so when you talk about even like witchcraft doctors, like 
what what is that all about? Um, which doctor? I think which doctor just like um, they just lying to people, like they just be lying because like this is what I this is what I think right this is what I think, like which doctor t- like tell me like hey bring me an albino finger <laughs> over here, you'll be rich. Why, like the witch doctor is not rich? Mm. Like that's the thing. That's the question I be asking myself. Like why he is not to reach, but you want me to go cut somebody or kill somebody to be rich? That's like I don't believe all that. Uh, yeah, and well, you know, <laughs> the one thing we know about the devil: the devil is a lie, right? Yeah, the main way the devil wants to perceive, he wants to trick, he wants to fool, um, and so you even saying that it's like that's that's the devil in that man in uh, convincing people that and 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 helping people to first of all feed into their desires, right? Their desires for wealth, um, but then yeah, to to harm people because like one thing that I you know when I when I met you and I was doing a little bit more research on it and just seeing the amount of children like albinos that have lost arms and, and legs and missing hands and fingers and body parts, like never mind the amount that have died. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's really sad, man. Yeah, man, that's the thing. Like, um, that was like 2010 or nine. Like, um, I almost got killed, but thank God, like I, I wasn't killed. Like, uh, the guy just like, um, Cut my hair and like um I don't know how can say this in English but you know he like uh chop like my head you know oh you like just like scratch your some of your skin yeah uh-huh. in my head but you like I don't know how I can say that but yeah yeah like he like scratched your head yeah oh I got it so like pull out some of your hair mm-hmm. oh, okay like, yeah yeah so like yeah he was like he was big you know he was big older than me. He has more power than me, so he he comes to my house. He hold me down. He started cutting my hair, start crying, crying. My mom, she wasn't there. My dad was in Congo, so like nobody was around. So the good thing is my mom, my mom came and called my uncle. My uncle came and they called the police. But the, the bad thing is like the police over there. They're like, ah, the police system is not, no, like, like, but the police are corrupt as well. Yeah, like, the police was like, hey, um, this guy needs to go home and tomorrow he will come back. So, (laughs) when he go back, when he go back to his house, he ran away to Congo. Mm. Yeah, I never come back. And that's how, like, uh, the the case ended, you know. Wow. So, there there was no justice with it. Mm. Yeah. So, so you go through something like that, and then was it? You said two times you almost got killed. So something else happened. I say like that was like my first time, but I wasn't scared. Like I was like nine years old when that happened. So, but I wasn't scared. I was just walking around because I was like, right, if God like planned me to die, like today or tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it will happen. Mm. Yeah, then I was just walking around, walking around. You know, yeah. Then I came to America, I was safe. So you so you refused to, to live in fear? Yeah. 
And you have that. That's the thing I like about you, man. You have a, you have such a cool, calm demeanor. And um, I think, you know, in America, it's very common for people to say, man, like I'm a, I'm a victim or to say that they, you know, they've been hunted down or, or to say things like that. But like, you have actually literally been a target and been hunted down like for your life um, and still were able to live and, and, and to be who you are and who God made you to be. Um, so now, okay. So you, you, you leave your homeland mm-hmm. whole continent. You move all the way to the United States of America as you're coming over. What is that feeling like? Uh, that feel like that feel good because like uh, now I don't have to worry about like maybe if I sleep at night somebody gonna broke into my house and trying to kill me stuff like that. Uh, that feel like I feel safe. Mm. Yeah, mm. praise God. So okay. You're, you're, you're here now. Because I, I, I got to say this, okay? So, mm-hmm. and, and I said this to you when we were at the mall. Yeah. At Jordan Creek Mall. And I have never in my life, and like this is saying a lot. I've been in situations where I went to Czech Republic and I remember I dreads at the time. And everyone's just staring at me. Man, the amount of eyeballs of like people did not, like they just, they, they, they wanted to like look at you, but they, they didn't want to stare, but they couldn't help themselves. Like, that's what it, it like seemed like all day. And, but you were just cool. You were just chilling. And I, I remember like thinking to myself, man, this must really bother him. But I think when you hear your story, this is what it sounds like to me anyways. When you compare people hunting you down, trying to kill you to some people just staring at you, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yep. Not big of a deal. Because like um, a lot of people they be staring at me like that because like uh, they don't know like, and some people like they were just looking at me, but some they don't want to come and ask questions, you know, because like like all my school that I went to, people always ask me, hey, where you from? I say I'm from Africa. They be like, nah, you're lying, you know, you're not from Africa. From here and I'd be like, nah, nah, bro, I'm from Africa because like they don't, they don't believe that I'm from Africa, you know. And I think that's another reason a lot of people they be looking at me like that, you know. And it's because you have black facial features and your your hair is tight and curly like a black person, but everything it's just throwing. If you've never seen an albino, if you've never seen an albino black person with dark skin, it like it starts. <laughs> It starts it starts confusing you. And so even for me, when I when I came to your house and I dropped you off um, and I got to meet your mom, mm-hmm. it's like your whole family looks like me. Yeah. And then you just are white. So you just even even within your own family, you, you stand out from your own family. Like, what's that like? I don't know. Like, I don't know how to say this. Like, uh, my family, nobody like on my mom's side, my dad's side, nobody like me. So I'm like, it just happened that I was just born like this. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you get treated different, or you just feel like you're just one of one of everyone else? Uh, I I feel like um the one of everybody else, but they don't treat me different. Mm. Yeah, they don't like they just treat me like everybody else. Mm. Yeah. So if it wasn't for you being 
albino? Like, is that the reason that you guys were able to come to the United States? Uh, I don't know for sure. Because, like, since when I was, like, when I was, like, eight, I was telling my mom, like, hey, one day, we 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 would go to America one day. We, yeah, we yeah, that, to, yeah, yeah, that vision. Yeah. So it's funny because I connect with you on that, man. Because I used to say it all the time. I I just knew I wasn't gonna live in the United States. That's just yeah. from like, and it wasn't because anything was wrong with Canada. I love Canada, but I just I went on a trip and I was like, man, mom, this is where I'm, this is this is it right here. This is where I'm gonna live, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. All right. So moving forward a little bit from the just where you come from. To, you know, when did you know or come to the realization that there was a possibility that you could go blind? Um, I don't know for sure if like albino can go blind, but it happens sometimes. But I never see one who like who is blind. Cause uh, like I remember back in Africa in Tanzania, I had like um uh, one of my friends. He was like. He was like 50, 50 plus year old. But he, was, he wasn't blind. Like, you know, you just like see like normal way you used to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that with me, I don't, I don't know if I. Oh, that I man gave you, that. that man gave you all types of hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just the fact that, yeah, you've seen that some, someone was older, they can see no problem. So then when. Cause did you actually have a doctor's appointment here where you saw an eye doctor and they told you, like, hey, you know, we think that you're gonna lose your sight. Like, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, that was like, that was this year. That was this year. Okay, yeah. so this is like, this re- this, so this is pretty. So how did that feel, even in that, to have someone tell you that? Oh, uh, like the doctor when she told me that, I was like, okay, cause me like, if I see someone, oh, saw someone before, who like go blind. Then I'll be like, oh my gosh, oh, I'll be blind. But I just be, I, I just be like, okay, uh, this guy was blind, so maybe I'll, I'll not. Hmm? Yeah. And so you just, you just cling to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, even in that, you know, you you made the choice that just in case you're gonna start working on these beats. Well, you already were working on them. You have that love for music, but is Part of your hope that you can learn how to make beats while you can see so that after if if worst case scenario you do go blind that you can still um make beats and and do that uh i don't know about that for sure like because i'm still learning i'm still learning about that i'm still learning on that still working on it mm. yeah mm-hmm. see i'm still learning like um do things Without seeing it, without looking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been practicing? Yeah. Oh, word. Oh, so, okay. That's crazy. So you actually, so you'll sit at your computer and actually try and do things without. Yeah. So what's that What's, what's that like? <laughs> uh, it's not easy, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like uh, I click wrong things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll touch wrong buttons and stuff. Yeah, because I'm used to the program. If I do something wrong, I just go back and fix it. So in all of this stuff, where does, you know, your 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 faith in Jesus come in? How does it fuel you? Because I think this is important because it's like you're, you're trusting in 
God to keep you safe while you're home. You were trusting in God to get you to America, trusting in God that you don't lose your eyesight. And then also trusting in God that if you do lose your eyesight, that you still can learn how to do something so that you can, can still, you can still build a craft, even if, even if you're blind, man. So let's talk a little bit about your faith. Yeah, I believe in God because like, uh, he saved me in a lot of situations. Yeah, like um, in Africa, like I was like sick, like felt like I was gonna, I, I was gonna die, but I didn't die. What were you sick with? Malaria stuff. M- malaria. Yeah. Mm. So it was like sick too much, like very very sick, but I was okay. And then that that happened like um when the guy came to my house trying to keep me take my hair, so I I, I thought like. He was like he was gonna kill me, but he didn't didn't kill me. Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff, man. Like a lot of stuff that I thank God for, you know, to make me safe, living life. Yeah. And uh, when I, when I had first met you, you talked a little bit about your your mom's faith and how how has that been just an, an impact on your house? Had an impact on your life? Um, my mom's faith, like uh, she uh, she be praying, go to church. Every like Sunday, sometimes they they go like Monday, Tuesday, like afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she don't go too much for that because she go to work. But she go to, on like Sundays. Sometimes like uh something can go wrong. And she like pray, pray, make us like uh, have hope. It be like you no, know, this this thing go end and stuff. And then we pray, we'll be okay, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I gotta I gotta ask you this question. So mm-hmm. you're talking about your mom, your mom going to church. You going to church too? <laughs> yeah, I go to church, but you been like a, I don't know, year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't go to church. So so why not? Uh I don't know. I'm planning to start like this week. Uh, and uh, like I'm trying to. I was trying to ask you if like you can pick me up. For church? Yeah, for church. I'm, oh, trying, say, to, I'm trying to come to oh, your church. Oh, say no more, man. Listen, hey, and you do this on the podcast too, so everybody going to hear this? Um, no, man. I, so I, I think the important thing is like, you know, as much as, you know, the music and the beats, you know, we have these passions and goals and things we want to do and that's all great. But all that stuff can go away like that, right? Mm-hmm. It all can it all can go away, man. And like work and you know you you know I, I i grew up running track that was the thing that brought me to the states and you know just like that it can be gone right but yeah. no one could ever take your your faith away no one ever can take away what jesus did for us on the cross by by dying for us and covering our sins and um making it so that we don't have to fear right yep. the, the, there's no there's no boogeyman in the closet there's no witchcraft doctor there's no Demon, there's no one, no one can step in 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 the way of Jesus and his will and um, just God's redemptive plan for his people that he loves. Um, so it's just important that, you know, yes, you know, God has given you gifts. Use those gifts for his glory. Mm-hmm. Um, use those, make those beats, make those songs, do all that stuff. I think there's so many cool things that, um, you know, we can do together, things that you can do around here in the church and whatnot. Um, but yes, get get plugged in, man. You gotta 
you got to get filled with God's word and be a part of the body of Christ, man. So I'm, yep. I'm happy to hear you say that. Yep, thank you. Good, man. So um, last thing I want to touch on is um, what, uh, with, with everything when it comes to making music, if someone wanted to work with you, what's the part that you enjoy doing the most? If someone was like, man, I, you know, is it the the vocal stuff? Is it the the just straight up the beats? Uh, is it just producing? And like, what is it that you love to do? Uh, what I love to do the most is like recording, you know, when I'm recording, like, uh, if, uh, if like the guy who's recording, who is singing, if I hear him go like off beat or off key, I correct him and be like, Hey, Hey man, come on. You can do better than that. You can sing like this or like this. You will be better. Or if you put these words in there, you will be better. So yeah. So you 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 like being the coach behind the scenes, making making a making a, a masterpiece come together. Yeah, good man. Cool. Well, Roger, um, I appreciate you coming on here, sharing your story um, for a, a young man just just graduated because you just graduated high school, right? Yep. So make sure you show Roger some love if you're listening to this. You just graduated high school, um, but yes, to be just coming out of high school, you know, you you've been through more than most people go through their whole lives. Like without a doubt, like most people fortunately can say, you know, I never had someone try to kill me, never mind, um, you know, actually facing it, you know, multiple times and whatnot. And yet God has brought you here to Des Moines, Iowa. Um, that's for a reason, man. And I'm excited to see what that reason is with you, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.